Hey guys, and welcome back to the Worth Living For podcast. And on this episode, I have my really good friend, Isaiah from Metal777. It's going to be a really great episode. Um, Stick around and enjoy. And welcome to Isaiah. Hey man, how you going? Hey man, how you going? All right. Hey. Um uh, I'm doing all right. That's I'm good, sorry man. for the lack of like cool background. Um I don't know if you know, so I haven't posted on YouTube in a long time. So I don't actually have my old background set up at the moment. So all right, look at mine, man. It's trash. <laughs> so, man, I'm just going to read um, these two scriptures and then we'll jump into it. Absolutely. So today, me and Isaiah are going to be talking about um, God's love and what it means to truly encapsulate that and how that helps us love other people. So, I'm actually, for the, for the description of this episode, as I, I'm actually going to, I copied and pasted the thing you posted on Facebook. <laughs> awesome. So, just reading from 1 Peter 4, verse 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. And then we're going to read 1 John 4, 7. Uh, 1 John 4, 7. Uh, okay, First John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, yeah, man. So what are your first thoughts jumping into this conversation? <laughs> um, so this is a pretty interesting for me because I haven't... So in the Facebook post I made about these two verses, it was something I'd written in like a sort of journal thing I had, I don't know, I think I said three or four years ago. And so I hadn't thought about it much up until that point. But yeah, it's just really that um, the reality of that loving God is like it says, it covers a multitude of sins and another part of the Bible. And yeah, I guess overall loving God is, um, Sorry, I'm trying to kind of capture it in one thing, but loving God is really the main goal in following mm. Christ and the main um Yeah, I don't know, something that yeah, that's really the main goal in following yeah. Christ. It's is, so is difficult. It's so difficult, man, because um with God's word you can read one part but then without reading the whole thing, it oh, I wouldn't say it doesn't make sense, but yeah, it just adds to it. Mm-hmm. And I really want to read it, but it's so long, especially <laughs> first John. Um, but then verse eight goes on to say, anyone who does not who does not love God, who does not oh sorry, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And then verse mm-hmm. nine. In this, the love of God was made, was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. 
But I really love, uh, where is it? Uh, I can't find where it is now. Sorry, I can't find it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but all right. even even in that verse when it says, um, like when it talks about, um, because God has forgiven a multitude of sin, I think when we love other people, we put in we put into perspective like what God saved us from and what God set us free from. Mm -hmm. And I think when we forget that, that's when we can't, that's when we start to have a religious relationship rather than just an interpersonal relationship with God, if that makes sense. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a reality that God saved us from our sins and that our love for others and our love for God is not based on any sort of things we have done or any things that have been done for us by the other people or by God. It's simply because, uh, yeah, God's love for us is irregardless of what we've done. And the same goes for how we should love others. Not that doesn't mean being naive and treating everyone the same, regardless of how they treat us. Yeah, if that makes sense. But having that genuine love for them and care for them. Yeah. So I just found what I was trying to find. Verse ten in First John four. In in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the proper proposition for our sins <laughs> i think that means like ransom like yeah okay ransom for us in um but yeah man uh my my next question would be um even because even in verse 12 it says no one has ever seen god if we love one another god abides in us and his love is perfected in us so I guess one of the other questions is, has there ever been times where you struggled to love people maybe because they'd hurt you or just that unforgiveness, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely many times. And yeah, like I was saying, it's not a matter of, um, yes, it's a matter of forgiving people and having love for them means you forgive them. But also it's not a matter of being naive at the same time. So, yeah, if someone does, you know, really hurt you, that doesn't necessarily mean you, the relationship is the same afterwards, but it's having the genuine love and forgiveness and willingness to, um, to kind of rebuild that. But yes, yeah, so I've definitely had that happen many times. Hmm. And honestly, the only solution for me every time is just praying and reading God's word and praying for, actually praying for the person is always really helpful for me. Hmm. That's definitely true because I think, um, yeah, remembering God's love, it means that he loves us even though we have imperfections, you know, flaws and, like, failures. And loving God helps us to love people even if we're struggling, you know, to forgive them. I think the biggest thing, um, I think the biggest thing that we forget as Christians is that like I was talking about before, because if you forget what God set you free from, what God saved you from, um, that's when you become, I guess, embittered towards people that, you know, make mistakes that let you down. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest area I've noticed it is, you know, just Christian dating. Like somehow we live in this false reality of like, we're going to have like a Disney movie sort of relationship.
<laughs> where we're going to meet like a knight in shining armor or a princess, but we forget the fact that that person's imperfect and we're actually dating an imperfect person. So if you're expecting that, maybe you're not ready, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But I think going back to what you were saying, I think um, it's about creating boundaries. You know, like if someone's done something that wasn't cool and they're not ready to ask for forgiveness or things like that, that's when you definitely got to create those boundaries in your relationships, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, and even there was a band called um, Kings and they wrote one album called Never Lost. And what well, I think this song was called Stone Cold, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was just called Stone Cold. <laughs> But it, the lyrical content was basically about um, letting someone go that was constantly um, feeding their drug addiction and mm-hmm. having spent or having exacerbated so much energy and time into loving that person, but then they keep doing the same thing. So just, I guess, I guess creating that boundary, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's not like, it's not like after someone does something that really hurts you and they're not willing to change or they're not willing to rebuild the relationship. You just continue on as though nothing happened. That's not truly loving them either. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that love that God has for us is kind of the same in that um, if we sin, it's not like, yes, God forgives us of our sins, but we still face the consequences of our sins and God still disciplines us. And I'm not saying like you do that with other people, but mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, um, yeah, it's definitely forgiveness with boundaries, like you're kind of saying. Yeah. And, and it, depending on the situation. Us just talking now reminds me of that. Um, I think it's a, it's definitely a song from the album, but the album's called Learned Behavior, but the album by The Color of Moral. And okay. just that song, Learned Behavior, about sometimes you know, I guess if we're not willing to forgive and forget or even just let things go, it becomes like a learned behavior. So say, for example, if someone treats you like dirt, but you're not willing to understand and um, learn to say like, hey, I love you, but that wasn't cool. There needs to be consequence. And I think um, sometimes also in the Christian walk, we let people walk all over us because we don't understand well no there has to be a consequence like if someone's done something it's not okay they're not willing to ask for forgiveness or even repent then there has to be a consequence in that relationship of like no no no, we need to we need to have some time apart you know until you're ready to learn you know what i mean but Mm. uh, but uh, um maybe you could talk into this but i think um sometimes maybe we treat god like he's too nice in a way when he's yes not. yes definitely. sometimes god's like no, no no like i'm not kicking in the face especially <laughs> if you especially if you need to learn something or listen you know what i mean because wisdom says that if you don't learn something then it becomes a learned behavior and you just keep doing the same thing and you might yeah. hurt the same, another person the exact same way but what are your thoughts on that so i've been reading through psalms recently and it's it's very clear in that to those that follow God's path and that do what he says, there are all these rewards listed, but clearly to those that don't, there there is destruction. It's not like we are saved by faith, not works, but 
our what we do in our lives definitely has an impact mm -hmm. and god's not going to bend the rules of reality to make our life easier when we sin mm -hmm. so that, god's still yeah yeah, yeah. And i think that becomes it also uh sorry let me um i might read verse 13 to 15 in first john 4 so 13 says uh by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us given us of his spirit um mm -hmm. and we have seen and testify testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world and then verse 15 whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god god abides in him and he in god so not too sure where i was going with that but there we go <laughs> I mean, that's definitely true, though. Yeah, um, it is the Holy Spirit, too, definitely involved in loving others and doing it in the correct way and the way that God loves us because we can't on our mm -hmm. own. Yeah. Like, yeah, we are not gods. We can't properly um, love others on our own, if that makes sense. Yeah. And even, um, I think maybe we spoke about this in another episode we did, or maybe I did it on my own, but even when, um, it, like, if I didn't, if I didn't forgive the people that used to bully me, I probably wouldn't be doing this, anything of this nature yes. right now. And I probably wouldn't have like self-worth, self-esteem and all that sort of stuff. But I mm -hmm. think, um, yeah, forgiving the people that hurt you the most. And also like, I felt like the Holy Spirit, said told me this over the years if you can't love people at their worst then you don't then you don't deserve and you will never love them at their best which makes kind of makes sense because i mean god yeah. loved us at our worst um in that he's you know he sent his one and only son to die for us and make a way for us to have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with him so i mean if he can do that for us then surely we could do that for other people you know yeah, definitely. I think. Um, hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking about this right now. Um, yeah, I think that there's definitely something to like, if you can't love people at their worst, then you don't deserve, can't love them at their best. Um, and in the same way, that's, I guess, what I find so important about God's love for us versus the world's definition of love. Because the world's definition of love is more of acceptance, mm -hmm. which is there's accepting someone at their worst and loving them. But there's also the world's definition, which is more of accepting them and affirming their worst and affirming the, the worst parts in them. And yeah, that's, I guess, like an important distinction I want to kind of talk about, too, that I find very interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. It's kind of uh it's kind of like skewed god's word in a way because yeah yeah like you said there's a huge difference between acceptance and love because i i guess love god's love draws out the best in someone whereas the worldly acceptance and worldly love is like loving people at, on a surface level but god's mm -hmm. love is like a double-edged sword that impacts us and changes us from the outside in Whereas worldly love is like, no, no, what you see is what you should love. But that's kind of skew skewed everything up. And I know we're not talking about it, but that's why you've got like the whole gender and oh, definitely, yeah, all that crazy sort of stuff going on. Um, and I, I think it's a bigger 
I think it's a bigger topic talked about in America than it is in Australia because, I mean, in Australia, it's just accepted and and you just don't talk about it unless you hmm. want to get yelled at and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And I, I think lately I've seen more videos from America than anywhere else. But, like, yeah, I think it's a crazy thing over there. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But I might... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Sorry, man. I might read verse twenty, and then um, because it, it it sort of talks about what we're talking about. If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, who hate who he, who he has not seen. Um, but I think that also that verse also kind of talks about. Um, I guess you know you don't really know love. Um, if you don't know God, if that makes sense, I mean that yes, would be definitely. my interpretation. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I believe too. Because I've heard other people say, even Christians, that like a non-Christian can totally have love for someone else and can have true love for someone else. Which maybe in a sense that true, but the reality is the definition of like the person that created love as a concept and as a thing and as you know the define the person that defines love is god which means the only true love is biblical love and Mm -hmm. so yeah the reality is only with god's love can you actually truly love other people because loving other people is wanting what god wants for them wanting god's will for them and yeah wanting the best for them in christ i think yeah, and the thing I found not everyone not everyone has your best interests at heart. You know, they they say they do, and they and they say that they're gonna lead you to a good place, but not mm-hmm. every place you go on life is good, and not everyone you spend your time with in life is gonna be good either. You know, like um, sometimes it's gonna be people in your life for certain parts and certain seasons, and then other times they'll leave, and if they come back, awesome. But if they don't they don't uh, and uh, i think in especially in the context of love some people just i don't know get um either purposely or accidentally involved with people that they shouldn't be involved with um and and i mean you see this in relationships you see this in friendships and yeah. all that sort of stuff you know people go out with someone just because they feel lonely um they find love in all the wrong places <laughs> um but yeah man can you talk into that at all like just finding love in the wrong places and anything like that yeah definitely i think um a lot of times i mean i can definitely say i did this as a kid a lot because i was a pretty lonely kid like in elementary school middle school that type of time and so i would definitely hang out with literally anyone that would hang out with me which is Mm -hmm. oftentimes people that did not really want to hang out with me because they wanted me but more so they could have someone to make fun of honestly Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's just definitely a true thing to be aware of and then also i think a lot of people genuinely believe that they are loving people because their different definition of love is a skewed version of it Mm -hmm. like i think you see this a lot especially in dating probably i would say although by the grace of God, I'm in a good relationship right now. But yeah, having said that, um, 
you definitely have it where you can you can definitely think you love someone but not truly love them because yeah the real definition of love is only what is in god's word yeah yeah and um yeah i think i think this that is especially true in relationships because i mean say for example if someone was like struggling with mental health or things like that the definite if it's godly love then you're going to actually visit them you're actually going to spend mm -hmm. time with them you you're not going to just abandon them because it's hard for them and hard for you even though it's probably harder for them right it just means literally till death do us part like you know yeah. you're going to be there for that person um but i think this is this is especially true in relationships because um you know some people will just forsake certain morals and certain things that they weren't gonna they said they weren't gonna do in a relationship just for the sake of like oh i'm in a relationship man this is awesome even though it's probably not the best but um you know you, you kind of like forget the morals and forget the things that you said you would never do just because you're in a relationship you know and yeah definitely and, and it can be in friendships too you know like hey have have more than two three drinks or you know <laughs> let's do this yeah. <laughs> so that kind of thing but yeah definitely so i guess that all really comes down to following the right crowd and mm. you know and also i think when it comes to dating something i've been really learning recently um is that it's so important to not just for instance, in encouraging your partner or in just um, just loving them, it's important to not just have that feeling of love for them and say nice things. It's important to do it in a way that is very Christ-centered. Mm. So even when it comes to, you know, just constant, specifically like focusing on prayers and really wanting what God wants for them, not what you want for them necessarily yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i don't know kind of being like like self-sacrificial you know like yeah. sometimes when i get home from work the last thing i want to do is go for a walk especially lately because we've had really humid weather but then i'm like <laughs> yeah but walking helps with you know my mental health my wife's mental health and also we got a dog so if we don't take her for a walk she's constantly nagging us Oh yeah, and like wants to spend every minute with us, um, and you know taking taking her for a walk not only um, helps her, but it just gets you know her exercising and whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, I think just sacrificing what you want for the other person because hey, it's not just about you anymore; it's about the other person mm -hmm. as well, you know. And I and I I think that's the difference between worldly love and our love because unfortunately worldly love is like well if you're if you if you're nice to me then i'm gonna be nice to you but then the second you say something to me that i don't want to hear that i might need to hear well then the relationship's gone pear-shaped even though nothing's nothing's been said that sour or soured the relationship yeah. it's just you've heard something you don't want to hear you know but yeah well, yeah, I guess that's why I think it's so important to approach it from a, you know, a Christ-centered perspective, not a, I want this, I want this, I want that. It's, 
it's yeah it needs to be focused in what god actually what god's actual will is for you and the other person or people involved yeah that's why i think um not that me not that me and trent did it but that's why i think it's important to maybe sit down and personally just um write a list of sort of attributes that you would want in a Christ-centered relationship before you even get into one, you know? Yeah. If me and Trent sat down and wrote a list, it would be like, I want someone that loves God more than me. I want someone that, you know, loves spending time in his presence and in his word. And that's exactly the person that I married because Trent loves that. They're like two of the most favorite things, spending time in God's word and spending time in his presence. And that was the main reason why I married her. And then also because she's got she's compassionate towards like people with disability and stuff like that because that's a field she works in. But even doing that, man, could make a huge difference, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I kind of did the same thing, actually. A while ago, shoot, probably when I was like 14, I had a friend. This is actually surprising that I did this when I was 14. I had a friend tell me that he every night he would pray for his future wife. Mm. And that's something I kind of thought about and did for a while as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's important to really think about long before ever getting into a relationship, just what actually matters. Yeah. 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 But, and I think God's love makes a, makes a huge difference. And I guess going, the difference between worldly love and Christ centered relationship and love would be that I love God more than my wife. And you're supposed to, you know, um, because if you if you love your wife more than God, well, then, oh, no, we don't have to go to church on Sunday. Like we've been like pretty much every day this year or mm-hmm. every day over the last three months, we're going to have like two weeks off or, you know, hey, the kids don't want to go to kids church this week. Not that me and my wife have kids, but just for the sake of conversation, they don't need to go. Like, why would we take them? You know what I mean? You start to mm-hmm. slip in, you start to have those like moral dilemmas. And I, and I I think I love that you talked about loneliness because I think that's the biggest reason why a lot of Christians will have like unevenly yoke relationships. Like, oh no, we'll date and then she'll go to church. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I highly doubt it. But um, there's actually a lady when I did um, Bible college and on camp the biggest thing she was praying about for all of us was that we found someone that was Christian that loved God. Cause not that, not, not that she didn't say it was a regret for her, but her husband wasn't a Christian. And I mean, they've got kids and whatnot. And this was like, yeah, this was probably like five, maybe six years ago. I did Bible college, but like, yeah, that was one of her biggest prayers for us. Cause um, you know, her husband doesn't go to church and whatnot. And, that's something she always um, struggled with, but yeah. Yeah. That's why I think that's the main difference between biblical love and worldly love, because worldly love, if you're talking, for instance, in not going to church with your partner, because you're like, you don't need to, you want to spend time with her or something instead. Um, that's not even loving her. Like that's not actually wanting the best for her because the best for her is God's will for her. And that would probably be to go to church. Um, and so that's what I would say is like, yeah, truly you, I don't think you can truly love someone 
without loving them in the way that God loves them, which is a very Christ-centered, you know, what the Lord's will is for them, I think. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Sorry, I'm just yeah. thinking about what else to say. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how's um, work and college been? It's been a lot, um, but college is wrapped up for the semester, finally. Yeah. And that feels really good. And then I've been working only like 20, 30 hours a week. So what are you studying again? Uh, business marketing right now. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And where are you working? At like a fast food place called Baker's. It's like a local drive through chain. Oh, okay. Not Baker's Delight? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, I might read verse uh, twenty-one in First John four, and mm -hmm. this com and this commandment we have from him: whoever loves God must also love his brother. I think that one can be kind of misinterpreted because it's not saying it's not saying whoever loves God must also love his brother because you don't you shouldn't love your brother especially if he's doing certain things that are wrong because like god's love and worldly love are two different things god's mm -hmm. love would say love your brother even if he's sinning even if he's making mistakes but make sure you also put some boundaries in that relationship and make sure you actually define what love truly is because loving that brother might be hey this is wrong like you shouldn't be going out with another woman if you're married or you know you shouldn't be falling yeah. around with women if you have no intention of actually proposing to them or anything like that you know so there's a huge i don't know if you can touch on that but i think sometimes that verse alone can be taken out of context definitely yeah i mean i think like what you were saying about uh the transgender stuff is a very good analogy for that because it's the same thing that church has to make the distinction in two and that, you know, in the, for the church, loving those people does not mean affirming what they claim to be reality. Mm. And so loving them actually means saying the truth and yeah, not affirming them necessarily always. And that's like, you're saying just the big difference between worldly love and godly love because Godly love is wanting what is actually best for them, not want, not just saying you're okay as you are and there's nothing wrong in your life and like you know you're perfect as is. No, that's it's not godly love. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's so tricky, man. Because um, I I know especially on Instagram, the second you say something wrong, you get like brutally attacked. <laughs> you know. And online, get, getting brutally attacked online is sometimes much worse in person, you know, because your whole yeah. character gets skewed and whatnot. But I think especially when it comes to, like, same-sex marriage and relationships and all that, like, you're not loving people by affirming them and by accepting everything. Like, we're not supposed to accept everything. We're supposed to tell the truth, tell it how it is. And if it offends people, then it's meant to be offensive and God's word yeah. is offensive. Like, you know, for me to tell someone that doesn't go to church or whatever, like God sent his one and only son to die for your sin. They might arc back like, 
what do you mean my sin? Like, how is what I'm doing wrong? But it's just, that's the truth, you know? And and I yeah. think with the same-sex marriage and things like that, it's just, it's just snowballed and something just absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely been pretty wild here, honestly. Um, by the grace of God, I'm in a good church that stayed pretty firm in this. Mm. But yeah, there's definitely a lot. I mean, I'm in California, so I yeah. don't know how much you know about here specifically, but it's a like very liberal state in that yeah. regard. Yeah. So yeah, I it's definitely a big issue, but the reality is actually loving people is saying the truth and wanting what's best for them, even when it's not what they want to hear. And it doesn't make them feel good in the moment. And also doing it in a way, obviously, that is yeah. God honoring. Like, yeah. you don't want to just, uh, you know, obviously, the Bible is pretty clear on, like, don't do things out of anger and out of pride and arrogance. So you don't want to say it in that way. But, you know, in a loving way, saying the truth is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Because I, I was going to have a guest on a while ago. And... um I just posted some stuff about, um, yeah, just what I believe and whatnot. And then the guests fell through and I was like, that's fine. That's okay. Like, um, you know, I've got to stick to my guns and stick to what I believe in. And if things don't pan out, then they don't pan out. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you can't shrink back and hide the truth from people, you know? And, um, and even like I know certain people that um are in that sort of lifestyle and I had a fair few clients in my last job as a support worker and um they find it very they found it very strange that I wouldn't talk to them or treat them any less. But it was because, <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to and I don't come to work to yeah. talk about that stuff, you know. Um, but there was one there was one bloke that would actually ask my opinion and, and I'd tell him and we'd just leave it at that you know but i think you have to nowadays yeah um because i mean if if you're not specific about what you believe in and what god's word says about certain things people will go to church and then they'll hear something and they're like wait i wasn't expecting this i thought it was going to be you know totally different thing you know but yeah exactly yeah and the challenge now is that so many churches are saying different things in this regard especially when it comes to what love is yeah like there's a pretty scary amount now that are taking a very worldly definition of love and like radical acceptance and that kind of deal and it, yeah and it's just um i feel like i feel like it's honestly setting people up to fail in their oh, relationship yeah. with god because like um none of us are ever gonna be like jesus till we die but then mm -hmm. when we die, it even says in the Bible that you have to account for your life. And, you know, I, I think it talks about how you lived it and things like that. But like, when you see the face of God, like, what are you, what are you going to say when, you know, you were telling people that it was okay in certain things and whatnot? It's just like, yeah, just seems a bit, a bit scary to me sometimes yeah and you're also just setting people up for a life of confusion if you're telling them 
a different if the church is presenting different narratives on a topic like this that's like not biblical you're just setting people up for confusion in their lives because they're going to think the bible says one thing that it doesn't say and mm. live according to that and that could definitely harm their own relationship with god yeah and i also think um what he said before like interpretation is key because it's not like we're saying hey anyone listening to this i'm telling you to go out in the street and just hurl abuse <laughs> and insults i'm no, not saying that yeah. at all i'm just saying that we have to tell people the truth love them in their confusion or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it and love them to god not love them away from god if that makes sense because i mean Definitely. presenting yeah, god's exactly. love in a way that helps them is more beneficial than telling them that hey god hates you because he yeah you know and i mean even if people say god hates and i'm not going to say the word but god hates it's like well no he never said that he just said that there's a huge difference between the kind of love that we're supposed to show and the kind of love that we sometimes show you know because biblical love is gonna far outweigh any human love that we can show people you know Mm mm-hmm and yeah, it's just that, um, sorry, I had a thought and now it's gone, but whatever it was, um, basically, yeah, biblical love is really wanting what's best for them, what God wants for them and not, and not coming at it from a place of arrogance, just humbly accepting that you are saved by grace and that you are on no different level than this other person. Like, yes, you are a child of God, which is different. And that's the reason you could have this love for this other person. But that doesn't mean you're somehow better than them because we are all sinned. We're all worthy of the same eternal punishment. And yeah, it's only by God's grace that we are saved. So that love is just honest care for their well-being. Mm. And yeah. Can you remember that thought? I think it was something along those lines. Oh, cool. I think I kind of like brought it back in there towards the end. (laughs) All right, man. We might leave it there as there, and I'll definitely have you on next year again. Absolutely. (laughs) See you, man. Take care. Have a good Christmas. (laughs) You too. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.